Jagadishwara Parameshwara Shankara Karunakara Jagadishwara Parameshwara It's time? It's time. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Um, and <clears throat> find the unshakable thing. Stay in the unshakable thing. Um, it's the most important thing to keep acknowledge, to recognize. Go to the space, don't think it. Go and be in the space. And uh, get your eyes accustomed to looking from that space, looking out from that space. Until uh, efforts are not needed anymore. Because otherwise, we can, something looks towards that. But still ho- is holding on to the world while it looks. Mm. Don't 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 hold the world with one hand and look from inside the being. Uh, maybe for some people in the beginning it feels a bit like that, but gradually, you know, just let go and just be be with the being, be the being. Be. Yeah, I don't even want to call it the being anymore, because from here even the sense of being, you know, sort of uh, arises in that, and just look. And the more somehow you remain steadily confirming yourself in that, all fears uh, go. There must be some place, some time, when you can be entirely free of uh, dualistic um, interaction. Just go to the place beyond that uh, duality, the birthplace of duality. And uh, not because duality you have to escape. No, because uh, this is your, your final place. Even the word final is not there, but it's the ultimate, the ultimate space to be in that. And uh, the more you, you are consciously present with that, then somehow that recognition is blessing <coughs> every other aspect or facet of this expression. It gets automatically touched. When you understand this, you don't have any other sadhana you have to really uphold so so deeply, because everything is automatically fulfilled in that thing. And it's such a practical and simple thing. I don't see why everybody wouldn't jump to it. I do, actually. <laughs> but I understand, because uh, there is a fear covering, and it's always a delusion. It's not true. It's an illusion that somehow, you know, it's unbearable. It can feel to the mind unbearable. To be to be with the being, it feels like you know. Wow, I, to, I don't know how long I can stay. All this is just made up because the very effort, the very effort to to stay with the being, and the one making the effort, are ultimately not true. You know, 
The leading <coughs> is just like the space. What I'm speaking about is just like the space. If you imagine, you know, giving space and instruction to just stay a space, it is just completely ridiculous. The self is like that, but because of the the habit and the weight of the mind and the tendencies, the energetic tendencies, then this 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 force and this place in the nature, the 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 the, the shakti of Shiva is doing is doing this, commanding the attention to go into the body identification and so on, but. Rather than fight that, you cannot conquer it through violence. You have to conquer it through understanding and through stabilizing the attention, confirming the attention inside what I call the heart. If one understands this, you know, energetically and you know, sort of uh, intuitively, it is going to clean everything by itself. But you must be fearless because. Your mind will keep on putting things up, you know, put a comma here, a full stop here, exclamation mark here, to kind of get you somehow caught into a... When I say the mind, it's, it's just your power, the power to the left and the power to the right. But there's something which is directionless, then you have to be inside that. When you're there, then you don't have to take directions or give directions. Now, how long it will take you to be in this space? And also, it doesn't require genuinely it doesn't require any any tension. There's no effort to stay there. Then you have to prove also that effort is is self-illusory. Do you follow what, I, what I'm saying? That you will come. That even the effort itself, although it fe- it's felt to be authentic and real and necessary, ultimately you must you must prove that it's itself is a delusion. <laughs> I really hope that somehow we take uh, this type of uh, direct pointing uh, seriously. Don't mix it up with other sadhanas. It's not necessary, or otherwise you cannot dilute your power. You cannot dilute what I'm speaking, but you can dilute its effect in you because you don't have the the trust or something. I don't see why there should not be trust anyway. Only a little portion of trust is ne- is needed to do it because I'm not sharing with you a belief system or something. I'm pointing you to something, you say, I want to be there. I say, okay, let's take a look. And then you will see. I ask you, what direction is the Self? And then I want to hear what you say. What direction will you go to be in the Self? What direction? And the best word you can tell me is to go in. And I'll tell you ultimately, even that is not true. Uh, from the location and the position of the personhood, then I'll say, okay, go in. You have to reverse the glove or go back the way that you came, whichever way you want to put it. But when you're there, tell me which direction you have to take. You see, like this. How can something that is uh, so A riddle is only a riddle until you understand it. When you understand things, you say, "But it's no riddle about it. It's just, it's just clear." Like when you look in the mid, when you look in the mirror, you don't see a riddle. But there is something else that's functioning, and it's our investment in the in the in the shakti of Shiva.
our investment in the Shakti. You understand when I speak like that, the Shakti of Shiva? The, in the dynamic uh, manifestation, an investment in that. That can be there on some superficial level, you know, in the in the in the traffic of existence. You, know, you can say like this, but it should not be uh, a kind of principle or felt to be something deep. Of course, you're going to have preferences for something or another thing, but it should not be so important that it creates a distortion in your clear seeing. Mm. Anything you can have, nothing to be afraid of. I don't want this thing. Oh, I'm really love. I really love salt too much. It's it's really ruining my. I'm saying this because my blood pressure is very high this morning. <laughs> you know, does it affect what I am? Not at all. You see? But if I feel, you know, oh my God, you know, it's like I cannot even do my sadhana properly. Then you're going too far. You see. So don't use anything in the material world as an excuse for blocking your. Am I making you late for your train? It's twenty. You know, you don't have a train, do you? And um, don't excite your mind for these type of things. Like make them into important, yes. like concepts into important things. I've seen it many times that the people are suffering from their own conceptual intensities. They believe too strongly in a concept. By all means, use any and every and all concepts, but leave some space in them. Don't lock them. If they lock them, you have feel like you lock a portion of your power in them, and then they will be very difficult to open them up. So like this, you can use any concept, but don't, don't close them, don't don't turn them into a kind of truths. Don't give them the accolade of truth or something. Then you're free. You can talk about anything, nothing at all, because you're not registering it as a fact or as a truth. Then everything is paid for, nothing troubling. But if you start to do, especially the most potent one is I. If you close I up into a personal garment, you are stuffed, actually. You are going to have a lot of trouble. This is where most of the, the putridness, most of the, the, the stink of life is coming out of the intensity of the belief, I am this body. If you believe I am this body and I am the doer, all the atrocities in the world which finally you will come to see are illusions, but you won't see them yet. Because if you have the touch of the I feeling and believing that to be the fact of your existence, then somehow you you factualize everything else through the to the through, to through the root concept that you believe you are the body. It is the most um, uh, it is the placebo of the being. This uh, feeling I am the body. Because you take this pill, you believe, and then your life becomes based on the belief and the body. Almost all the beings, when they get up in the morning, they before you move out, you're already moving. Already, you take the name of your body. You believe I am a person, so the whole world becomes full of persons for you. These are fundamental things I'm pointing to. If you clarify in your mind, that's why they say you do a meditation early in the morning. For those who need to do it, get up early before the sun, sit, and clarify your your position as the being. If you want to have a way of starting your day, it's the best way. Get up, clarify, confirm yourself as the witness of all the functioning of the senses and the mind and thought and everything. Find yourself as the as the core of them, the nucleus of them, 
the generator of their of their substance comes from you. If you can clarify this, then your day will not trouble you. But if you wake up, you go to bed as a person, you wake up as a person, then the whole of your day is filled with personhood. Do you know how much of a weight that is? It's a tremendous weight. Because when people speak with you, you listen like a person. When you speak, you speak only as a person. And yet you have the whole universe of being behind you. Like it was said, like the sense of individuality is like one facet of an infinitely faceted gem. It appears like it is a, it is a, it is a, a world unto itself, but every facet has the total gem behind it. Something. Then you must understand that the facet, which is the sense of personhood or individuality or autonomy, as the total being behind it. When you understand that, then the functioning or the belief in just being a person functioning autonomously that will completely subside into the greater uh, seeming. All the things I'm telling you, they don't take long time. They will take time somehow because our minds work as time. And so it will take time to stabilize in that understanding to make it your own. But the very from the very first step, you see, it is it is growing in it's amassing, it's expanding in, in power. Mm. And then these things become a natural and fundamental knowledge uh, inside your being. So you don't have to be carrying them. They're, they're, it's, they're just somehow the energy of that understanding is with you all the time. And you don't have to make any effort to try and convey that to anybody, because it just oozes out of your presence. That's the difference between what you, what you, what you think and what you know. Or even no, I don't want to say no, because I cannot even say that uh, ultimately you are knowing something. You are the potential of knowingness. It's not that you are knowing something like a crystallized information. It's just somehow something, a mystery has been resolved in you. That where you were thinking that there is you and life and all these things and decisions to make and all of that, all of that collapses into a deep harmony that is present. And in that uh, sort of dissolution, you can say, everything that is needed arises more in spontaneously. I'm not saying that you're just walking around picking cherries, mm. because there'll always be a little tension in the life, but nothing will overwhelm you. It will not drive you into some nut house or into some some you know desperate state, except maybe superficially, initially. Initially, you are shockable for a moment, but quickly, like water, if I take this water, I'm here, I shake it like this, look, it will shake for a bit. But I leave it, and it will come still by itself. That's the nature of the water. And like this also, the consciousness is like this, at a certain point. You will see that maybe something happens, but quickly it stabilizes, because that's its, that is its um, natural state now. Whereas in the mind of the person, that will be shaking for a long time, because they don't have the, they've not established the mind inside the heart. So when that naturally stop, naturally stop, but it is perpetuating also through memory, will carry it on. Fears are still carrying on. So the actual, the, the thing actually has stopped. 
you see, in its manifestation. But it continues to manifest through memory and through the, the psyche of the person, because they live in fear. Such is the nature of the egoic identity like that. I don't know if I've told you too many things. It's all the same thing for me. Just different. You can keep turning it around and look at it in a different way, but it's all the same thing. And uh, the best part of it is uh, not just seeing the thing, which is fine, seeing the thing, but uh, be never leaving the seer of it. If it's the final words you have to go, I'll say, yeah, look, uh, you know, somehow you'll find that you can look at everything like this, like this, but finally you must know that it is a thing, and that everything depends upon the seer of it. And what happens is we get so engrossed in the thing that you forget the seer of it. You see? And all religions are built around the thing and what the thing and how to get through the thing and on the other side of the thing and so on. But the seer of the thing, nobody. The seer has no religion. The seer is pure, pure. But uh, the Dharma happens in the seeing. But the seer, everyone's lost sight of. The whole world becomes a book of what is being seen. But the seer has no book. You see? So the saying that you want to you want to taste the honey, you don't want to be the honey. Again, it is like that. We love the taste of experiencing. We want to experience even the the painful everything. And that's a part. Something generates this this uh, attraction. You know, the Shakti of the of the self is creating this taste and the, and keeping the taste buds of the being alive. It's always want to go to taste something. But at the same time, you must recognize that which is beyond taste. You see, otherwise you'll always be addicted, and that tongue is never satisfied. The taster of the manifest world is never satisfied. It's always beginning. Then when you see that the taster is not you, absolutely. It is you relatively, but the relative is always transient. If you know this, and you know that absolutely, the seeing has no time, the seer has no time. But the seen is in time. Who knows this thing? That which is seen is in time and is time itself. But the seer is timeless. When the seer has no investment in what is seen, then the seeing is merely casual. It's simply happening casually. When the seeing is hot, meaning that what I'm seeing matters, then the seer comes into a phenomenon and becomes phenomenal also. If you don't understand this, you should ask any time for listening to these things again, because we record them and listen to them until you get it, because it is all here, what I'm saying. It is all here. I'm not going to put you chapter 2 and chapter 3 in the next book, I can tell you. Everything I'm saying, almost in every sentence, is a completeness about it, because it's pointing to that thing all the time. We miss it because we keep the story going, because we are afraid to end this book. But this book is only… it is okay, it is okay, because… In one way, I'm about to say that the reader of this book also comes to an end like the book. But uh, that is sometimes experienced to be painful, but it is really not. There is a reader of the reader, even. It is your ultimate place. It's distanceless. It doesn't live anywhere. It's not hiding. It's not trapped. It's not eclipsed, actually. But that's only from its own perspective. It doesn't know this. From the perspective of identity, 
which always functions in separation and duality, it will feel like your goal is obscured by something. But in reality it is not. But I have to speak both because as yet we are so immersed in the belief in the duality that we cannot as yet assimilate the profundity of the unicity of the of the non-dual truth. And if I can find simpler words, I can say that even now for me, no matter what I speak or where I go, uh, my words cannot leave me. They cannot leave, they cannot exist independent of me, the root of them. And yet I don't own them, nor do I contain them. I don't file them, because everything is arising out of what I am. I want you to be able to say and see the same thing, not out of imitation, but out of your own understanding. It is the most natural thing. It is the most natural thing. And yet it is found that it is the most difficult thing. And the reason why it is difficult because you want to understand it through the personal mind. The personal mind itself is phenomenal. And as long as you continue to identify yourself phenomenally, you will, you will miss it. You will miss it. You cannot see it. It is like trying to look at the back of your head directly. You cannot see it. You see. In everything, at the beginning of all encounters, all interactions, during them and at the end of them, your being should remain untouched. Now, that might sound like you are unfeeling. No, no, no. Feelings can come. Emotions can come. Everything. In fact, when emotions come in that type of space, they are pure emotion. They are pure. They are not polluted by, you are not saturated by egoic projections. They are clear. You see, they are, they are just, uh, they, are, they are clear. And they are very beautiful. Everything about it is as a, a, a divine quality of it. But mostly the emotions and the projections and so on, they are saturated with personal identity. So uh, also the, the kind of so-called philosophical um, states are also contaminated by identity. What is, it's, uh, it cannot be defined, and yet it is obvious to itself. It is obvious to itself, and it's obvious that the phenomenal world, the liquid world, is uh, rotating, it's, uh, it's transient in its appearance. It is an appearance like that. But there's nothing disdainful about it, there's nothing dismissive about it, there's nothing cynical about it. In fact, it is fully divine because of that also. All the thing, matter and spirit, uh, there's actually nothing in it, except that the matter necessarily is changeful. Can you imagine if the matter, material world, was not changeful? It would be a terrible thing. It would be a terrible thing if your body was not changing. Suppose you couldn't grow old. Then what age would you be? I mean, no. So everything is in that sphere. It is changeful and it's beautiful. We must learn to appreciate the changeful for its truthfulness, in that it is under the law of time and change, and it change changes. Where the pain comes is that we are identifying ourselves as this also. 
then as soon as the consciousness touches the body which is time because that aspect of our self is time and then it becomes time and then when it becomes time fear comes because there will be the end of time at least for the instrument and then we will feel that okay everything that uh, arose in the instrumental life it will come to an end and then this fear trauma inside of being so while this instrumental life is there you must also find the non-instrumental truth enjoy both bottom line you will be empty empty means empty of intention empty of uh, projection of construction you can construct but not out of need not out of desperateness construct because uh, it is uh, it is practical right now to construct sometimes practical to construct hmm? you cannot turn against the things of doing because you become spiritual not at all jesus christ was a carpenter you know okay he was making tables for his disciples maybe i don't know he was a carpenter he didn't say okay now of course at a certain point the carpentry work slipped in the background a bit <laughs> because um, he stopped working with wood and start work with people okay so keep people became his furnitures <laughs> but um, it was not oh now i am some no no it was just necessity to change it like that <clears throat> See, I have the impression everything I tell you should be release immense joy inside you. You see, and not oh, because you can only be like this because you are cleaving to your attachments or something like that. Then it will be painful. But if you listen with your like standing under a waterfall or something. Yes. everything is so you're taking away all my pains or my aches all the aches and pains conceptual aches and pains mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> huh? like this mm-hmm. yeah and then when you're nice and fluffy <laughs> i say okay back to work huh <laughs> chop chop <laughs> find any clash in that because uh, I I actually wrote that to my to my mother a few days ago it's like being under a waterfall it's like looking at pictures of trees my whole life in books and then being under the tree in being in the tr- in the tree you know it's like that and every if you don't fix any concept you don't fix any concept at all if you don't fix them you can travel anywhere in this universe and you're a friend you understand don't set up don't set up a business across the road from from the other one no no just uh, don't make divisions even of religions and so on don't have any opinion about anything and you are a friend anywhere you go it's okay it's not necessary to be enemy even if you disagree you don't have to be enemy 
isn't it? Mm. Even you disagree. There's a freedom also to, to see things differently and to try where you can and as you're inspired to to settle differences and to come to higher understanding. But if it's not possible, leave with no bitterness. Because everything that's manifest in the world comes out of your consciousness. Every aspect. We can go in any direction, actually. It cannot exist without consciousness. And if you don't cement any concept, you'll find that uh, it's okay, I can let this go. And this is why, actually, the sages, they they were not opposed to things. They understood the, the mind of men, that we will go into little tight zones and defend your own encampments and so on. But they see that as just the, the play of um, Maya, and that somehow the greater consciousness makes use of even that in its functioning and its display as duality and relativity. It has to be there. If you want good, then you have to know what bad is. If you want high, you have to know what low is. If you want heaven, you have to know a little bit what hell is. And all these are actually ultimately states. There is no, shall I say, there is no eternal death. There is no eternal hell. There is a hell. And there is also no eternal heaven. What is eternal, what is timeless, is the pure, absolute being. Everything is a state that you will enjoy. You have been to heaven many times. And uh, to take birth again, to finish what is left of the story. And while we are in the form, heaven is substituted with the dream, with the deep sleep. You have to be to heaven when you are in deep sleep also, to rest our wearisome being from the burden of experiencing too much. Experiencing should not burden anyone. It only burdens you if you are carrying identity. Then it becomes very burdensome. If not, then it doesn't leave any experiences and doesn't have to have any calories in it. It can be very, very clear, very light, beautiful. When I say that heaven is also a state, I can say your life can be a heavenly life, where you are realizing also the high peaks, even in the waking state. You can reach heavenly states in the waking state, and hellish states in the waking state also. But that no-state state is the ultimate destination of all beings. How long? I don't know. Time also is illusory, actually. Etienne. Etienne means what? Uh, it has to do uh, with the crown. Stephanos. Stephanos. The crowned or the crown. It's to, to do with crown. The crown. Because yeah. the crown is meant to be the highest mind, or not? Uh, Is it yes, anybody know like this? I think, yeah. mm. I think for the, the king. Yeah. 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 Something. Something is uh, higher than the king. Yes. <laughs> higher than that. Higher than that. <laughs> but there's no time to tell that one. 
I remember. Good, good, good. Yeah, very good. Jagadishwara Paramishwara Shankara Karunakara Jagadishwara Paramishwara Shankara Karunakara Jagadishwara Paramishwara Wow. 